If you would pray with me a moment, please. Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we are so grateful that you have loved us, Father, with a love that is beyond anything we know or experience in this world. Your love is immense, and out of that love, my Father, you send us out to proclaim it to others who need to hear it, who need to experience it, who need to know it. That God is love, and those who love God must love their neighbor. My Father, I pray you to be with us today as we celebrate Mission Sunday here at St. David's. We ask you to give us hearts and clarity and an understanding of what you have done and continue to do through your church in the world. Guide my words, guide my heart, and accept my gratitude to you for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. As I said in, in my prayer, and as Father Astor indicated at the very beginning uh, of the service today here at St. David's, we are purposefully celebrating Missions Sunday. Uh, there's, there's other times during the year that it can be celebrated, but we have chosen today to be a day to celebrate missions. So our focus of, of my sermon today is going to be on missions. Whenever you and I think of missions sometimes, or whenever you think of missions, sometimes we think of foreign missions. But today I want to celebrate not just foreign missions, but I want us to, uh, to celebrate local missions or domestic missions, because the reality is that all of us need to see ourselves as missionaries sent by God. We at St. David's have always, at least once I came to St. David's, but perhaps even before, but more when I came to St. David's, we have always been a mission-minded church. You know, I have always recognized that I would not be a Christian or a mature Christian or even a priest unless the Lord had used somebody else to reach me. And I can go back all the way to my Sunday school teachers my catechism teachers, when I was a little boy back in Cuba. I can recognize the Sunday school teachers here, my Bible teachers as I grew up longer, my priests that preached the Word, and I must recognize those who spoke in the, on the radio, as I would go to work and I would put on a Christian station and there were all these preachers. 
I think it was the accumulation of all these people that God had somehow sent into my life that eventually caused me to give my life to the Lord. And after giving my life to the Lord, he commissioned me to become his priest. So I need to acknowledge when we talk about missions, not only foreign missions, but the local missions that happen in a church, the person in front of you is an opportunity for you to bear witness, and he sends you to be a missionary to that person. So we're going to be celebrating both local missions and foreign missions. And let me tell you about St. Davis, whether we have had little or we have had much, we have always supported missionaries. At least one, and then eventually when we got more money, we took on two, and then three, and so on. But we have always been a mission-minded church. In fact, the idea of missions got into a, our mission statement for St. David's. Our mission statement, as you can see, reads, St. David's mission statement is to live Jesus, to share Jesus, to teach Jesus, and to take Jesus to others in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to focus on that last one. The mission of St. David's is to take Jesus to others. And that is a word for missions. And then as we wrote out our core values, or what we call the DNA of St. David's, the things that make St. David's be who we are, in our core values, these are the six core values by which St. David's functions, lives, and approaches our lives together. Worship is one of our core values. We exist to worship God. Discipleship, fellowship, missions, lay leadership, and evangelism. And I put missions and evangelism both in white to, to kind of call your attention. Both of those are a mission-mindedness to those local and to those abroad. We have always, for so many years, supported missionaries around the world with prayers as well as financially, as we have been able. Sometimes we've supported many, sometimes we've cut it down to a few. One of the things that has always been in my heart is that we don't want to have 20 missionaries and give each of them $100 a month. I'd rather support five or four and give them sustainable money so that they can live. Because it's not about us, it's about their needs. And there's no point on saying, we have 10 missionaries, 20 missionaries, I'd rather have two, three, four missionaries, but do a, a, a good amount of money that can help them work in the mission field. But we haven't only prayed and supported financially missionaries. 
we at St. Davis have sent out our own teams of missionaries. And right here uh, in the, among the few of us that are here right now in this service, there are at least three people that have been sent out in mission fields. Cindy Drennan has gone with me a number of mission trips. Jim Coburn has gone with me in a number of mission trips. And Father Steve Kennedy has gone out to do mission as well. We have sent out teams to Ecuador. In fact, my very first mission was to Ecuador, both to the Guayaquil area, the Litoral area, and to Quito. And I went with Cindy a couple of times to Ecuador. I want to show you a couple of pictures of a team that we sent from St. David's to Honduras to work at an orphanage that we support uh, in Honduras. And we sent a team of about five or six from our people to build a gym or a playground for the orphanage. And here we have the finished product. And you have here, uh, you don't quite see on the side is Tom Linney. Then you have Father Steve. Then you have Jim Coburn. And then you have Nate Freeman. And this is the finished product, and the children already playing in the, in the playground. That was built by missionaries from St. David's who went on a short-term mission. There's a second picture, and you can see there's some of the children already beginning to play and to enjoy, and I believe they're still enjoying the fruit of that mission. We have also sent teams to Honduras teaching missions. And Jim Coburn has gone with me in some of those as well as has Cindy. We have been to Puerto Rico. I took a, um, a couple of missions to the Dominican Republic to work with clergy and to lead a clergy retreat for the clergy of the Dominican Republic. We have been to Mexico at least four or five times, both to the northern side, the Monterey area, as well as the capital of Mexico, the district, the federal district there, the DF. I had the joy of going with a team of people, not just from St. David, but others, to Uganda, where I had an opportunity to preach at churches and, and to uh, celebrate with brothers and sisters there when we were part of the Diocese of Luero in Uganda. We've been to Panama, even though we did not have a, a long mission there in Panama. And we sent a team of people from St. David's. I don't have pictures to show you. But we sent a group uh, from St. David's, at least six or seven people. You might all remember when Katrina hit the Louisiana area, the Mississippi area, and the devastation that that hurricane caused in that area. A team of about six or seven from St. David's went to Louisiana 
and went to help with the cleanup, rebuilding, encouraging, testifying, and giving, giving witness of the love of God to the people that were suffering the devastation of that hurricane. Those are just some examples of how St. David's has been involved in missions by going out, not just praying and giving for those who are in the mission field. But I once again want to tell you all that all of us, all of us and all of you are missionaries. And the thing that has most provoked me when it comes to mission is to ask the question, why why are we at St. David's, why are we as Christians to care about missions and to go on missions? Why? What would prompt someone to make missions a priority of their Christian walk? Why should one of the core values of St. David's has to be missions? And notice I didn't say should be. But why does mission have to, has to be one of the core values of St. David's? Basically because a church without missions is a church without a mission. A church without missions is a church without a mission. And because we need to understand that when you and I read the Bible, when you and I read whether the Old Testament or the New Testament, we need to understand that God himself is a missionary God. That nothing that we read about God from the moment of creation, God created not out of necessity, but he created because he wanted to create a people and a world in which he could relate, and he became a missionary in creation, in creating, and eventually created a man and a woman and put him in that creation so that he could have a relationship with them. And when that man and that woman failed and fell and hid, you can see God searching for them in the garden. Adam, where are you? That's a missionary God who himself walks to be in relationship with those he created. And when they fail, he goes to find them. When you keep reading the Bible and you read about Noah, you see that God establishes with Noah a covenant with all the nations. A covenant for all the nations. It's a God who is not just looking for one group of people or one individual. He wants the entire creation to be in relationship with him. Let's not talk too much about Abraham but God went after Abraham when Abraham wasn't a Jew. He went after Abraham. He revealed himself to Abraham because he had a plan through that man to create a people to himself that could reach the world. And he caused Abraham to leave everything and to go and follow him and come to the promised land. And then you have people like Isaac, 
and Jacob and Moses. And God sends Moses back to Egypt when he was already safe away from Pharaoh. He sends him back to Egypt. He sends him on a mission to rescue his people and bring them back to him for a relationship with him. Everything we know about God in the scriptures is a God who's seeking the lost and the hurting and those in need, and he seeks them and he sends others to go do his mission. And then, of course, we would need to consider Joshua, and we need to consider the, the sages, and we must consider the prophets. The prophets, much can be said about them, but the reality is that they were missionaries sent by God to the people of God to call them to return when they were in error. Our God is a missionary God. And then when you and I cross over to the New Testament, we hear that God sends his Son into the world. And Jesus abandons the glories of heaven and becomes a missionary and becomes a man to seek the lost, to redeem the lost, to die and be crucified and be resurrected so that we could have a relationship with our God. And then we have the apostles being sent, the Great Commission, go and make disciples of all nations. All that we read in scriptures is about a God who is missionary, who cares for those that are not just in his triunity, but who wants to have relationship with others. And if you read the book of Revelations, you read about missions because God God makes all things new. And there's a new, a new world and a new life and a new Jerusalem and a new relationship because God wants to be in relationship with you. Why should we go on missions? Because the example we have from our Father in heaven and from our Lord Jesus Christ is to go outside of ourselves for the sake of others. And if we are going to imitate and be images of God in this world, we must have a missionary heart for those near to us and for those far from us. Let me say this to you, and I hope you pay attention to these two things I'm going to say. God does not have a church. God has a mission. And he sends his church, his people, you and me, to accomplish his mission. God does not have a church God has a mission, and it is his church that is sent to accomplish the mission of God, you and I. And then listen to this other thing that, that I want to say. I hope you write it down, because this one is super important. 
Missions is not a program of the church. It is the purpose of the church. Missions is not a program of the church. It is the purpose of the church. Some of us are sent to our neighbors, to our families, to our co-workers, to those that we know. Not every one of us is sent away to another foreign country. Some of us are sent local. Some of us are need to understand of ourselves as missionaries of God when we walk out the doors of this church. When we go to work, when we play with our friends, when we gather together for a meal, we are missionaries of God. But then there are those, then there are those that are specially called to abandon everything that is comfortable at home, give up jobs, and they don't all have to be priests or religious. It's lay people. They give up jobs. They give up families. They give up comforts. They give up cars. They even have to learn a different language. And they pack their families and they move to another country that God has called them to so that they can testify of God, teach, serve, build houses, tend the sick, pray. So there are those that are called out away from home. And then there are those of us who are called right here and now. We at St. Davis have supported many missionaries throughout my nearly 30 years here at St. David's. We have supported many. We have supported, uh, let's just say many. And and then when they come home from the mission field to stay here, then we stop supporting them and we move on those monies to somebody else. We have supported organizations and we have supported many missionaries and missionary efforts. We support them in prayer and we have supported them financially. I want to share with you some pictures of those missionaries that we are supporting currently at St. David's. And I'm going to do this for a reason. But I'd like to introduce you, I'd like to introduce you to Bryson and Deborah Samboya. They are Kenyan and they live in Kenya. Bryson, uh, Father Bryson, studied here at Fuller and that's where I first met him. And we became good friends. He, he was part of another church in our area. And through them, we got together. And they, st- and they went back to Kenya from where he had been sent to get an education. 
and he opened an orphanage, and we started supporting his work in Kenya. From an orphanage, it went to a school. From a school, he went and started opening other schools in a lot of different places in Kenya. And then he was designated as the head of the Kenya ministry, and he started training other clergy to go and evangelize the Muslims in Kenya. And he's gone beyond Kenya into surrounding countries. We have supported Father Bryson and Deborah for a number of years and continue to do that today. I think there is possibly another picture of them doing their service in a small group after church on a Sunday. The next missionary that we are currently supporting are Mike and Kim Miller in Honduras. I, make, I, I met Mike and Kim on an airplane and we had been at the same conference and not even connected with each other. But when we sat on the plane, and this was a God moment because I was not supposed to be on that plane. I was supposed to be heading west to Los Angeles, and that plane, that flight got canceled, and I had to go to Atlanta to get another flight to get to Los Angeles. And right next to me sit Kim and Mike. They share with me what their hope were to go to Honduras. And I said, I've been to Honduras. And we started a relationship. And they finally, when they got to Honduras, they opened an orphanage. And we've been supporting, we've been supporting that orphanage from the very beginning. That orphanage now has graduated children. And they are in school. They are having great lives, and they are continuing to expand the number of children that they rescue from the streets and from the uh, other orphanages where they are being abused or not cared for, and they pick them up and bring them to, uh, to their orphanage. We have been supporting them by buying their coffee that they produce, but also that's part of the mission that I show you the pictures of some of our people going to build that playground. I think there's a couple more pictures of the Millers. Those are their two daughters. Next picture. That's a, a group of them and their children and the house mothers and fathers. And then our third missionary that we support is Sukina and Komenik. Sukina is an Alaskan chief that came to know the Lord, and he was even a pastor for a while. He was telling Father Astor and I when we had lunch with him this past week that his first intention was that he was going to be a pastor and bring people to the Lord, and he realized that there were so many churches already bringing people to the Lord, but no one was discipling them. So he gave up being a pastor so that he can get on the road from tribe to tribe to tribe to tribe to disciple people, to disciple indigenous people, to, deci to disciple Native Americans in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We have been supporting Sukina and Kamenik now for about four years. And we are enjoying every moment of it and every time that he comes and visits St. David's and has an opportunity to teach here. Last one of the four that we are supporting. I'll just call him Father Michael. Because Father Michael is serving in a part of the world where his life can be in danger. So I'm not going to show you a map. And I'm not even going to give you his last name. This is sufficient. Father Michael. We are supporting Father Michael with prayer and finances. These are our four missionaries right now. Where we are investing in those who live outside of this country in spreading the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ because our Father loves them as much as He loves us. And we want to be tools of our Father to reach everyone that we can. I don't want to make this sermon too long. It might already be, but I have two quick stories that I would like to tell you. Stories that I have read somewhere I tried to look the source and I could not find it, but they've been so ingrained in my heart that I just wanted to share with you these two stories. One is of a missionary that returns home on furlough, and he returns defeated and hurting, scarred by the experiences that he had on the field. He and his family had been sent and commissioned by this one church some 10 years ago before he, his return to a remote place in Asia. During those 10 years at the beginning, they had seen a great number of conversions and a great receptivity to the gospel that in the last five years, they had experienced a setback. Setback after setback. Tribal attacks and killed a number of the converts. Hurricanes and other natural disasters. One of his children died of malaria. He could not understand why it seemed like the hand of God had been withdrawn from their mission after such great results at the beginning. As he arrived at their sending church, he wandered through the corridors. People greeted them, greeted him as if he was a visitor. But they clearly did not know who he was. He stayed through the entire service, sang their songs, prayed their prayers, and even partook of communion with them. And at the end of the service, he asked the pastor if he could say something to the congregation. He was allowed, and he told his story and how his family and him had been called out of that church to go into the mission field and the joy of their commission. And he shared the great difficulties they had all experienced and the loss of his son. And at the end, he said, now I know why we have been struggling so much to the point of exhaustion and defeat. I have not seen our pictures anywhere in your many bulletin boards. And that is why you no longer know us. 
and we clearly are not being prayed for any longer in your church services. You forgot us. You forgot us. Another story that has touched my heart deeply is of a missionary and his family that returned home on furlough. Furlough is a time maybe of three months, six months of rest. And the church pastor asked the congregation to help supply their needs while they spend their time refreshing, resting, praying, reconnecting with family and friends, and getting ready to return. They needed beds for an apartment that was found for them. They needed clothing. They needed a car to get around for a few months. They received stained mattresses. Somebody had slept in that mattress, made a mess of it, and somebody just put it away. They gave it to the missionaries. They received an old car which hardly run any longer, an old worn-out cloth that someone had in their closet. They were not treated, treated as heroes of the faith. They were treated as discarded individuals. The church, if it loses sight that it is God who sends people out, they are our heroes. They are our heroes. And when they return, they should be treated as our heroes. We don't give them the leftovers. We give them what is worth of heroes. Heroes of God's faith. Heroes of the church. And so today, as I am celebrating with you, Mission Sunday, I have two things to ask of you when it comes to these four missionaries that I introduced you to and that should be very well known by you already because we celebrate Mission Sundays at least once a year. And when they visit, we bring them to St. David's. But I'm asking you first of all to pray. I would like to ask you to commit yourself to praying for these missionaries and these families in Kenya, in Honduras, in the travels of Sukina and Kwamenik, and in the life and ministry of Father Michael. I want you, it's not hard to remember those four individuals. If you need their pictures, I'll send you their pictures. You can put them in somewhere in your Bibles and you can be praying for them every single day. But I also want to ask you to give to our missions fund. We send quarterly to each of them an apportionment of the monies that come in for missions. I am delighted to tell you that we have been able to cover every single of the quarterly payments that we have made in March, in June, in September. We are now working on the fourth quarter for missions. And last I checked, we are only short about three to four hundred dollars to be able to have all of the funds to send out our commitment, financial commitment, to these four missionaries. And I know, I know of your generosity. 
And I know that those $400 will come in. And I know and I ask you to keep missions in your heart because this is not a 2020 issue. We want to continue to support missionaries and these four in particular through the years. So I, whenever the Lord blesses you, I want you to consider to send a donation to the missions fund of St. David's. Because God is a missionary God. And you and I are his missionaries. Whether local or foreign. Go and make disciples of all people. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And teaching them everything that I have taught you. And I will be with you forever. Thank you for listening to me today. And I hope you've been tremendously blessed.